0: Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen great a great night those living in the land of deep darkness. As light has dawned, dawned you have enlarged, no. enlarged the nation and increased their joy, and rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder for For, as the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke burdens. that burdens. burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor, oppressor. 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 every warrior's boot used in a battle, and every gar- garment rolled in blood will be dis- destined. destined for burning, will be the fuel for the fire, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Under greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end, he will <laughs> Reign on David's throne and over his kingdom.
1: Establishing.
0: Establishing and upholding it with... Justice. Justice and... Righteousness. Righteousness. From that time and... Time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord. Almighty. Almighty with... Will
2: will... accomplish... accomplish this. Matthew 2, 1-12 to Visitors from the Far East Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of all the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophets wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel." Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod.
1: This reading is from Luke chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
3: This year has been full of disappointment and darkness, Uh, unique events, here's just three. They've referred to a few of them already, but it's been the year of Brexit again. Will it happen? Will it not? It's a bit like throwing a pair of uh, fluffy dice to see whether a deal is done at the last minute or not. Way back in uh, February and March, as COVID was beginning, there was the issue of racism and statues being pulled down in Bristol. We want to change history. We want to uh, erase certain decisions that were made in the past. And let's pull down every statue that we can get our hands on our rope around to erase something we're not proud of that should never have happened and and then of course this year will never be forgotten because 2020 is the year of covid it's felt like five years in one because although a new hamster has entered into our home called molly that's another story for another day this year has felt like a hamster's wheel It's felt like there's been no opportunity to hit pause and to get off or to escape and do something we want to do. We've been confined to our own homes for vast periods of time and on into the future. There's no opportunity to get out. There's no opportunity to get off. And there's a very real disappointment in the air today because of yesterday's news. Within one week, Surrey have moved from tier two through to tier four. And who knows what the future will bring? Very easy to be discouraged this morning. It's certainly an air of disappointment in our house and perhaps in your house too. And that's why we need to be reminded of, perhaps here for the first time, the news that Christianity brings, not just at Christmas, but in every day. In the middle of all the mess in all the disappointment in all the darkness in all the doubt, there is a message. Well, it's the thrill of hope. It's the message of one of my favourite carols. There's the thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. There is a weariness in the air, a weariness of discouragement, doubt and disappointment and darkness, too. But into this Christmas and into every Christmas, we hear the gospel message about what God has done in his son, Jesus. God has done something about the disappointment, the doubts, the darkness of 2020. And he's done something about the disappointment, the doubts and darkness of every year, not just this one. He's promised to do something, not just to bring us hope in the COVID Christmas of this year. He's promised to bring us hope forever. He's promised to do good forever, promised to deal with our doubts and darkness and disappointments forever, not just this year. That's what this passage is about. And I want us just to think about two things, verses one to three that Sandy read It's the fact of Christmas. And then we're going to think about the pattern a little bit later this morning. But let's think about the fact of Christmas in the first three sentences of Luke, chapter two. Luke wants to tell us about the fact of Christmas. A lot has been said recently about the need to save Christmas. But the truth is that the gospel, Christianity, God in what he has done in Jesus, Christmas saves us. We don't need to save or cancel or keep going Christmas, but Christmas, because of Jesus, saves us. That's the message of Christmas and that's the hope of Christmas. In Luke 2, as Luke starts the account of the life and birth of Jesus, he doesn't start off by saying in space, I want to tell you about what happened in a galaxy far, far away. He doesn't take us to a magical wood and say, once upon a time. He doesn't tell us about a legend. Luke describes to us what happened in history. It's there in sentence one. You know, the year that Caesar Augustus conducted a census in the known world. That's when the birth of Jesus happened. I want to tell you about that year, not in a galaxy far, and far away, not in a magical wood. I want to tell you about the fact of Christmas that happened in Roman history when Jesus Christ was born in the most unfavorable, dark, disappointing Christmas that you can imagine. Luke says that in chapter two, but he also says that in chapter one, if you flip back a page, if you've got your hands on a Bible or Googled it online in Luke chapter one, it says the same thing. It says that Luke went and did some hard work of, journalistic investigating nature and he went and spoke to people that actually saw with their eyes and heard with their ears what Jesus said and did and so Luke is trying to say to us at the beginning of chapter one and at the beginning of chapter two that we had read this event actually happened now why would he want to do that why is he saying you need to understand that Christmas is a fact and not fiction it's not fanciful it's a fact why is he saying that Because after a year like 2020, when nothing has happened that we expected, we might be thinking something like this. If only things could go back to normal. If only we could just get our Rolodex or to scroll back through our calendar on our phone and go back to February when the world was normal. Remember back in February when it was a bit chilly, but it was certainly a lot warmer in terms of relationships than we can experience this Christmas. We had our freedom back and we had our friends back. We could meet in our homes and we could always hug our friends if we wanted to or needed to. We could take time to talk closely and intimately with our closest loved one or closest friend and we could travel the world wherever we wanted to go, we could go there. That was just February, but now everything has changed. And there's all the great news about the future rollout that's begun already about a vaccine that'll cure the world from the effects of COVID, whether it be the new strain or the old one, hope is there in the medical world. But going back to February and looking forward to the vaccine doesn't deal with the world's greatest problem. The world's greatest problem, according to the Bible, is the human heart. That's the problem in the world. The problem in the world is the human heart. And the only thing that can change the human heart is not a vaccine that can be made by Pfizer or other people at Cambridge or Oxford. We need a new heart, a new heart that is given to us by someone outside of this world with all its limitations and medical expertise as well. The great problem is not COVID. The great problem the world will face on into the future as it has in the past, is this radical self-centeredness in my heart and in your heart too. It's our radical self-centeredness that divides every home. It's this radical self-centeredness that fractures every family. It's this radical self-centeredness that means, well, it's the cause of road rage as much as it's the cause of the nature that we want to turn our back on our loving creator God and we want to rule our own lives. It's our radical self-centeredness that causes all these problems in the past, way back into February and every month since as we've sought to homeschool our kids and stop commuting and deal with all the limitations that we've faced. In other worlds, or in other words rather, who would love to be in another world as well? We don't just need a vaccine, we need a cure for our self-centeredness. We don't need stories that tell us to try a little harder. We don't need legends about the glory of God coming on the greatest story ever told that was on the TV just yesterday, I believe. We need the glory of God to actually appear. We need Christmas actually to be factually true and real. Luke is saying in chapter one and in chapter two, the nativity is not nonsense. Christmas is more than a feeling. God has entered into this world. And Luke says Christmas, Christmas is a fact that you can hang your hat upon and you can bet your heart's hope upon. first thing that luke says it's the first thing that i want us to think about this morning luke's gospel tells us verse one of chapter two christmas christmas is a fact so part two part one if you weren't there was that christmas is a fact luke chapter two verses one to three Luke says, I've investigated chapter one and chapter two. It really happened. It wasn't long ago and far away. It really happened in history. That's the first point. Christmas is a fact. But here's the second one. We need to see the pattern of Christmas. We need to see the pattern of Christmas. So, okay, if Christians believe that God entered into history and he came into the world to deal with our doubts and disappointment, to deal with all disease and darkness, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? verses four to seven of Luke chapter two tell us about the pattern of Christmas. Here's the most famous sentence that you can see on the screen. She wrapped him in cloths, placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. One of the things that comes across really clearly in Luke chapter two is poverty its poverty here's another cartoon i mentioned one that it feels like 2020 has been 5 years long but here's another cartoon i saw about a month ago there there's a man with his hands behind his neck on a sun lounger on a beach there's a big gray wave that's coming towards him and it says covid the word covid is written on it but behind that small wave is a huge wave in gray once again further out to sea and it simply says the word poverty. Poverty. All of us have felt personally the changes that uh, the financial conditions have brought upon us due to COVID and I think the real effect in our society and culture and high streets and home has yet to be felt. There's going to be some big challenges and changes for us financially as a culture on into the future. In Luke chapter 2, It says that poverty was the reality of the first Christmas too. If you were um, a Jewish person and you just gave birth to a baby, it was duty bound of you to go and have your child circumcised. And as you took your young infant baby boy to get circumcised at the temple, you had to take an offering. So if you were an upper class person, the gift was big. If you were a middle class person, it was a middle sized gift. And Luke says, Mary and Joseph were neither of those two social categories. They were really, really poor. They were so poor that at the end of Luke chapter 2, it tells us that they, they took a small offering of two doves or two pigeons to pay their, pay their debt, to pay the offering to God for, out of gratitude for the birth of their son, Jesus. They were the poorest of the poor. They would have gone to food bank out of need and necessity. They would have got all the benefits that were available to them. They weren't taking benefit. They needed every penny. They were that poor and that lowly. When they got to Bethlehem, Joseph was the lowest of the lowest social strata as well. He didn't have the money or the clouds or the connections to even get a room for Mary, his new wife, with a new baby born. He couldn't even get a room to keep out the elements. So Jesus, the saviour of the world, The rescuer that the world desperately needs was born in this brutal setting and poor setting of the first Christmas. So it's wrong for us on every Christmas card that shows this perfectly lit scene with carefully carefully groomed animals looking in, it's wrong for us to idealize and sentimentalize and airbrush out in the Instagram world. The first Christmas, there's a brutality to the first nativity there's a poverty and a realism to the first nativity that maybe maybe this first covid christmas would make us get just a bit closer to there was separation there was poverty and difficulty there was disappointment and there was disarray that's the whole point of the nativity in luke's story he's saying there's no room there's real poverty they didn't have a place to stay jesus was born in an animal's trough he was rejected right from the beginning of his life because Christmas is not just a fact there's a pattern that we need to engage with there's a pattern of Jesus's life that is constant from the day he was born into the day he died on the cross the first Easter you could say at the very beginning we see the rejection that Jesus experienced right the way through his life I mean Jesus didn't arrive as a general showing the strength of his armament and power he doesn't come displaying the grandeur and royalty landing in a palace why did Jesus turn up so weak so vulnerable so poor so lowly Jesus came like that because if he's going to deal with our darkness our disappointment and our decay there's only one way that he could do it without destroying us He came the first time to be rejected, not accepted. He didn't come to bring judgment upon us. He came to bear judgment that's rightfully ours. He came to take the rejection and the judgment and the right measure of God's wrath, his settled anger against our sin because of our self-centeredness, because we said, shove off, George, we want God, we want to be in charge of our own lives so that one day Jesus can return in majesty to deal with sin and dejection and disease without ending us. Just like an invisible global pandemic from which we need a vaccine, Jesus Christ says you cannot save yourself. That's the message of every day and of every Christmas. I didn't come into the world to show you how to get saved. I didn't come into the world just to be an example to you. I've come into the world to save you because you cannot save yourselves. I've come into the world to take the penalty for the sins that are yours. And that means the miracle of his coming, the miracle of his birth, the miracle of the incarnation, the first Christmas, the miracle of Jesus' death and resurrection at the first Easter, and not just miracles that show us how to live. They actually save us. It's the factual nature, the historical reality of the first Christmas and the first Easter. And right at the beginning of the journey, we see the pattern to Jesus's life and ministry. He's put in a rough wooden trough, but later he's nailed to a rough wooden cross. He's rejected by an innkeeper. Later on, he's rejected by the population. He's rejected on the cross itself by his own father. Jesus gets what we deserve he gets rejected in his birth in his life and on the cross outside of Jerusalem dying as a 33 year old man he gets rejected that's the pattern of his life so that through him we can be accepted so what does it mean what does it all mean here's what I've been looking for and you've been longing for this year It means that there's hope in a COVID Christmas and in a COVID world. Believe in what Jesus has done. Believe in his life and his sufficient death once and for all. And there's hope. There's hope at Christmas time all by ourselves in our smaller units with the limitations that we can't travel and meet people that we want to. Jesus's birth is the beginning of God's rescue mission. There's real light in the darkness, not on the outside of our homes, as the LED lights bulbs flash in the darkness. Not just light on our Christmas trees. There's light at the center of our disappointment. There's light at the center of our disease. There's light in the center of our world. And it's a person whose name is Jesus. Real light, because real life is possible in the person of Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, which means that there's hope in a COVID Christmas and there's hope in the darkness and there's hope. There's hope in the world, in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says, Luke, he actually came. It's the fact of Christmas. But to understand why he came, you need to look at the first Christmas and understand its pattern. The rejection that Jesus and Mary and Joseph received in history at the first Christmas is a pattern of what Jesus experienced throughout his life as he died for the sins of the world on the cross at the first Easter. And we need to keep those two together. And because of the first Christmas, and because of the first Easter, there's hope in the COVID world.